Welcome to Arid Essence. I'm Jeremy, and for the next couple episodes, rather than reviewing other films, we will be going behind the scenes of my own short film, also titled Arid Essence. Some topics to look forward to are why and how this film was made, mental health allyship, growing up as a minority in America, storytelling as a mechanism for change, understanding the love language and cultural differences of our parents, and reasons for pursuing a creative career as an AAPI. And I'm Madeline, a magazine journalism student at Syracuse University and aspiring podcast producer. For the next few episodes, I'll be taking over as the host of Iridescence. Let's get into it. So, Iridescence is your brainchild. Where did the idea originally come from? The title was definitely based off the podcast and The funny story about the title of the podcast was when we were trying to brainstorm names, we just literally Googled cool words and we just found iridescence after like going through a couple options. And I really like the symbolism behind iridescence, the idea of how depending on the angle that you look at something, it'll look different. And I thought that that was really applicable to art and to film. So when I was trying to come up with the name for this short film, I was like, I'm not creative and iridescence is really good. I'm just going to pick iridescence. But yeah, the story really just with COVID and being at home a lot, being quarantined and like all the hate crimes that was going on in the country, I had a lot of time to introspect and reflect. And Disney Launchpad had this new competition to celebrate the release of their platform that celebrates underrepresented voices that gives them the opportunity to write a script that is eight to 15 pages long, centered around the theme of connection. And prior to writing Iridescence, I had not written a script in over two years, largely because it was hard and I told myself that I didn't have the time to. But when I found out that the requirements were only eight to 15 pages, I was like, this is way more doable than writing like a hundred page feature. So yeah, got to writing and it was super hard, but also super cathartic. The end product after many drafts later was this script about mental health, about toxic masculinity and about intergenerational differences that I'm really proud of. So what does telling this story mean to you? And in some ways, are you telling your own story? And is that a scary thing to do? Yeah, that's a really good question. I'd say that this story is definitely the most personal thing that I've ever written. It's basically me and my life. When I finished the script for the first time, I did a table read with my family. My mom and dad, like every line, they would stop and be like, this is literally you, or like, this is literally me. And then my brother would be be like, that's the point, because keep on bringing that up. Yeah, it's like so vulnerable. It's so raw and real. It's basically all of my interests, passions, and thoughts. And that really, I think, is what the best art is. It's like an expression of your love. 
And I feel like I poured all of my love and passion into this story. And yeah, that could be very scary, especially because it does talk about something that is so personal and taboo as mental health, because in a way, this story is breaking down three barriers because like it breaks down the mental health barrier, the AAPI mental health barrier, and the AAPI toxic masculinity mental health barrier. Prior to this film, not a lot of people knew that I struggled with mental health, with anxiety. And this story is basically now, once it's gonna be made, anyone who sees it will basically know that I do struggle with this. There was a time where I thought that I was alone in this, but being a psychology major and learning about abnormal psychology and developmental psychology at UCLA has really showed me that mental health isn't this very unique experience that's personal to you, but something that a lot of people struggle with, no matter what background they have. And I find a lot of solace in that. And it really helps me have the confidence to tell a story like this that is so personal and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. What has the process of making this film like been for you? And currently, where are you in that process? It has been the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life, especially being that I'm not like a demanding boss type A person, I feel like. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I've slowly become that person, but I've, I'll never become like that super bossy mean person that gets things done, but like you hate working for him. Like I've, I really pride myself in being someone that you can confide in and that you can empathize with and that you would want to work with. So this has really tapped into a place in me that I've never explored, which is someone who has to embrace that leadership role and tell everyone what to do. When I wrote this script, I didn't intend to make it into a film. I just wanted to write the script to submit to the Disney Launchpad competition. And then second, just like, so I could be like, ooh, I wrote this, I wrote this story and be proud of it. But there is someone that I was getting script feedback from whose name is Ken Rudnick. And he had experience working on shows like Fresh Off the Boat. And he was a UCLA alum. And when he read the script, he was like, Jeremy, I'll just make this. I just really like the story. I really like the mission of it, the themes. And I really like you as a person, so let's do it. Since then, it's really been insane in terms of meeting everyone and doing like all these one-on-ones and just like really going out of my comfort zone to sell people on this mission because films take money to make so we had to raise money as well so i had to reach out to all my friends and family we created like a social media campaign to help raise the money and super blessed to say that we were able to reach our goal so that we're able to buy all the equipment that we need to make the film we're still in pre-production we just finished all of our casting and are basically putting in all the finishing touches before we shoot August 6th through 8th. That brings up two questions that I have for you. First, how would you describe the mission of the film? And second, is it difficult putting together a full cast and crew, especially when so many of them are students with lives and obligations? Yeah, so the first question, you could find out more about it by going to iridescenceshortfilm.com. But the mission is really just to destigmatize mental health 
and amplify the voices of underrepresented communities like the AAPI community, which is something that I was very cognizant of. Not only when I was writing the story, I like read a lot of research to make sure I was portraying mental health in an authentic way. And then also in casting and choosing the crew, I wanted to champion the voices that you don't often see in films. So I was very cognizant of hiring people who are women and hiring people who are Asian women. Most of our cast and crew is skewed towards that. Being that this is a passion project and I am a broke college student, like everyone working on this is doing this because they also resonate with this mission. I really feel like if I made a film that was like, I don't know, a comedy that just made people laugh, I wouldn't be able to get all of these people on board. Not to say that like comedy is bad, there's definitely a space for it, but it's really the mission that motivates people to want to join this project. And yeah, everyone who's working on the project, I would say is either a woman of color or a person of color, or they're like an ally of people of color, an ally of women, an ally of mental health. Because I think increasingly, especially in our generation of youth, mental health is becoming more destigmatized than the past. Yeah, really, I chose students because that's like the only people that I know. Like, but that's, that's just my circle. Most of this cast and crew is like either friends of mine or like friends of friends. UCLA has this tight-knit film community that I've gotten to be acclimated with in my three years at UCLA. My last question for you, which is really like a multi-part question, is what is your hope for the finished product? And then when it's all said and done, what will it mean to you? And what do you hope that it will mean to others? Yeah, that's a super layered question. To start off, my hope for the finished product is make something that I can be proud of. Because yes, we're planning on submitting it to film festivals. And yes, obviously, I wanted to like win everything. But like, I think that's a secondary goal of those accolades. I think the primary goal is to just like make something where a, like a year, two years, five, 10 years from now, I look back at it and I was like, wow, 21 year old Jeremy laid it out all on the line, everything that he got and made this product that he could be proud of. So many of my family have really championed this project in terms of like donating a lot of money. Similar to how like Christian wants to make his family proud in the script, I want to make my family proud with this project, you know? I don't know if I'm ever going to get an opportunity like this ever again. I am an aspiring writer and hope to work on big films and shows one day, but you know, none of that is a given. So if I never get an opportunity like this, then I really need to take advantage of it. And I hope that this project could help other people feel seen and heard, especially people who struggle with mental health and having complicated relationships with their family and parents and struggle with feeling like they're alone in their problems. I feel like that's really what film is capable of in finding a universality in the personal and giving viewers stories that they could relate to and resonate with so that they could be like, oh, I, I'm not alone in this. Other people have struggled with the same problems. And I also hope that people who maybe don't believe in mental health, that this film could help open that conversation. Because 
even if you aren't diagnosed with a disorder, just getting therapy can only help you. You know, everyone has problems. Everyone has things that they deal with. And having someone to talk to is so important. Yeah, just we as humans crave connection. Even if you're the most introverted person ever, to a certain extent, you do need that human interaction to feel, mm-hmm. to to just be able to like function. It's so important. There's a tangent, but I learned in psychology that when babies are born, they literally need that like skin to skin contact. It's so beneficial to like their neural mechanisms. And I think that physical and mental health are so aligned. When your mental health is good, then your physical health benefits from that and vice versa. When your physical health is really good, then it could help your mental health. But also at the same time, certain people just are more predisposed to disorders than others. Like if you think about Anthony Bourdain, he traveled around the world eating the best food, probably living what many of us consider to be the dream life. Mm-hmm. And he committed suicide. If he could commit suicide with that life, we truly need to start to embrace the saying that you really don't know what anyone is going through. Even if on the surface, their life looks amazing, they could be going through a really dark place. And it's so important for us to be allies and to start those conversations so that people who are in those circumstances who feel like oh, my life is amazing, so I shouldn't complain, to give them that space to be able to vent so that they're able to just have a community and to be able to express themselves and get better. When and where can audiences find this film? Or what is the hope for that? Yeah, so we're filming August 6th to 8th. And I'm hoping, because I'm also going to be the editor for this, to finish editing by the end of the month that's like very ambitious because usually how movies work is like you have that rough cut which you could do in a month but then like you need to implement the score you need Mm -hmm. to implement sound effects and then you need to do like test trials like have a target audience to have them watch it like probably the rest of the crew and then get feedback from that and then implement the notes and then obviously we have this animation sequence that could take a while to like create yeah like there's a saying that steven spielberg said you don't finish a film you just stop working on it even when it's the final cut and you submit it there's always stuff that you could keep on working on Mm -hmm. so the goal is to finish it by the end of august and then start submitting it to film festivals and then we'll have to read the logistics and rules behind that but if the festivals allowed then we'll definitely like upload it to youtube and vimeo and stuff like that but if festivals require us to like keep it private until then then obviously we will yeah first and foremost i care most about the quality of this i don't want to rush it just to meet deadlines for film festivals because we could always just submit it next year most film festivals it's like as long as you've made it within two years then you could submit it so i'm trying to do it within a month but if it takes a couple months, then so be it. And hopefully a lot of people could resonate with the message. Hopefully it could reach people that aren't just like my family, you know, like that it could just be like a beacon of light, mm-hmm. a beacon of hope during a time that feels like the world is burning. We need to be together and embrace one another because that's the only way we're going to be able to 
survive this cruel world. That was so like dark. Um, um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for telling me a little bit about iridescence and best of luck with all your editing. Yeah, thank you so much. That concludes our podcast, spotlighting the short film Iridescence. If you have any friends who you think would like the podcast, share it with them. If you are interested in learning more about our work, please listen to our other podcasts on Spotify and follow our social media account at Iridescence Podcast. Tune in next time when we'll be discussing mental health allyship. Thank you for listening.